Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Katana. I am your host, the old man. I'm Jade Fire. And I'm Ruby. Alright, and today we are going to continue on our journey through collisions. We started with chapter one last time, and now we will try to wrap it up and jump into Ephesians and see how far we can get. Alright, so starting with Galatians 2. Any highlights? Does anybody have anything that stood out to them in Galatians 2? Okay, um, Galatians 11. When Peter visited Antioch, he caused the believers to stumble over his behavior. So I confronted him to his face. Um, when it says that Peter caused the believers to stumble over his behavior, what behavior? Um, is it just verse 11 or did you read more than that? I read just verse 11, but um, some of the words okay. are slanted. Uh, mine says, when Cephas came to Antioch. <laughs> Cephas is Peter. Oh. Um, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. What does that mean? To be condemned. Uh, that um, you've done something bad and you are being uh, judged for it, I guess. Punished. Um, not necessarily being punished at that moment, but like you are, con- you are destined for punishment for what you have done. Cool. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. All right. So, eleven's uh, clear to you then. Uh, yeah. Good. Um, Jade Fire, did you have any highlights here? Verse fourteen. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them, All you are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? And uh, what does it mean to live like a Jew? Uh, Well, the Jews had the Old Testament law, right? Yes. Okay, so they had a lot of things that they were only allowed, like they weren't allowed to eat certain meats. They had to get circumcised, all that stuff. Gentiles is everybody else. I thought Gentiles were also a certain... No, Gentiles are the people that aren't Jews. Why did they call them Gentiles? Does that mean something? It means they're not Jews. Okay. And that's that's why, like Jesus said, I'm also here for the Gentiles. It's not just for you Jews. And Paul became the apostle to the Gentiles. He was like the main guy to go to the Gentiles and be like, hey, this good news, this Jesus, he's here for you too. We're the we're the adopted ones. The Jews were Israelites. They were the chosen people that God chose. We're the ones that got adopted. And we're just as important as the... Correct. Just like my two siblings that are adopted. They're just as important as the rest of us. Exactly. Um, so yes, he was living like a Jew... Or he wasn't living like a Jew. He was a Jew, but he was living like a Gentile, not like a Jew. 
And so then he's like, so why are you forcing the rest of the Gentiles to follow the Jewish customs? Because because they were told that they don't have to live a certain way anymore, right? They don't have to refrain from certain meats, all that stuff. Did that count for the Jews too? Yeah, everybody was freed from the old law, uh, the old law restriction stuff, because it was all fulfilled. Now we could eat whatever meat, all that stuff. But the Ten Commandments still stood, right? Yep, because the Ten Commandments are all summed up in the Two Commandments. Oh, okay. If you split the Ten Commandments kind of in half, the first chunk is basically love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, you know, all that. And the second half is loving your neighbor as yourself. So lots of love and... Because, like, don't steal. That's to your neighbor, right? Don't yeah. don't slander, all that, whatever. I don't remember that. Because <laughs> your neighbor is everyone, right? Yes, because there's a, there's a section that's like, well, who is my neighbor? <laughs> everyone. 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 I think that's where... He, is that where he launches into the Good Samaritan story? Because he's all like, which one, was, which one of these was a neighbor to the Samaritan? Or was it... I don't know. Yeah, it was, the, that was the question. I'm not sure if it launched into it like that, but that was definitely the question. Yeah, no, I definitely remember that. Anyway. Um, I think I highlighted 16. All right. What about 16? We know that no one receives God's perfect righteousness as a reward for keeping the law, but only by the faith of Jesus the Messiah. His faithfulness has saved us, and we have received God's perfect righteousness now we know that God accepts no one by keep by the keeping of religious laws. I mainly highlighted like um, the first couple sentences or few. God's perfect righteousness as a reward. Like, what does it mean we don't receive God's perfect righteousness? Because maybe we don't receive exactly that. Don't we receive like eternal life or something? Uh, yeah. Um. What does yours say? Well, first of all, 16 picks up in the middle of a statement for mine. So I'll read from 15. Okay. We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Is that all? That's 15 and 16. Hmm, that doesn't sound anything like uh, mine. No, yours was confusing to me. <laughs> okay, well, I guess yours makes sense. Okay. Let's just go to 18 for Jade Fire. If I rebuild what I destroy, then I really would be a lawbreaker. How? Or how? Well, let's see. We're talking about works. Um... Not being what justifies us, but if in seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners, doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. Uh, if I rebuild what I destroyed, then I would, I really would be a lawbreaker. For the law, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. Let's see. So, um, I think my version might make okay. more sense. Okay, sure, go for it. For if I start over and reconstruct the old religious system mm. that I had torn down, mm. I would appear to be a lawbreaker. Yeah, that's where I was kind of about to circle. I'm guessing uh, this is more about, yeah, rebuilding the law, basically. Like, hey, we're, we're going back to the way we used to do things. That was just torn down. They just tore that down. We're not doing that anymore. So you would be breaking things if you were going back 
to the old things. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I think that's what that's saying. That's kind of what I was thinking. That's what her translation says. That's what we'll go with today. But, you know, if anybody out there disagrees, go ahead and message us. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. You are welcome. <laughs> Alright, any other highlights anybody has in here? Nope. Looks like I highlight verse 21, the last one. So that is why I don't view God's grace as something prehipferal. For peripheral. It, peripheral. For if keeping the law could release God's righteousness to us, then Christ would have died for nothing. What does peripheral mean? Peripheral? Yes. It means just kind of on the side. Like, you you know your peripheral vision? That's when you can kind of see out the sides of your eyes a little I bit. I thought that was called like peripheral It's something. peripheral. Okay. So peripheral is just something kind of off to the side. It's not the main thing. Yeah. And so they're saying, no, 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 no. That is the main thing. We can't just set it aside like that. You can't view God's grace as something peripheral. That's Peripheral. There's no B in there. It's fine. All right, moving on. Galatians 3. You didn't have a highlight in that chapter? Nope. Do you not like Galatians? My Galatians is fine. I just didn't have any highlighted there. I'm sorry. Well, do you have a highlight in here? I think so. Um, maybe I just have the whole chapter bookmarked. Why would you bookmark a chapter? Because I really like it. Ah, no, yep, I bookmarked the entire thing. I like the whole thing. Okay, well, you can explain that at the end of the chapter why you like the whole thing. <laughs> do you have anything above verse 6? Um... No, you can go ahead with verse 6. So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. I don't really understand that. Uh, believing in God was like he trusted. Do you remember what Abraham did? Abraham? Mm-hmm. Or should I say Abram? Because he might not have been Abraham yet. Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> no, Abraham in the Bible. I, I don't remember it. I don't remember an Abraham in the Bible. He's the one with the son Isaac, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The one who had to kill his only son that he waited forever for? Right. With his wife, Sarah. And he was told he'd have as many descendants as the stars in the sky. So, yeah, Abraham trusted and believed in God and his promise, right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was considered righteous. That was a righteous act. That was credited to him that was given like it's like yeah we we acknowledge that you made a righteous move there okay it, i just felt like it was like a weird clump of words gotcha well if you read it all together it helps too some things in the bible can feel like that to me like it's just like what does this even mean i don't understand it just passes through my mind because we are all often considered children of abraham because if you go down a little bit further and seven, it says, understand then that those who have faith, so anyone, that means Gentile and Jew alike, right? Mm-hmm. Are children of Abraham. So we may not have the same, like, bloodline as Abraham. Might, you know, whatever. Everything's all mixed up these days. But but we are still his. We are still considered part of his descendants of the, you know, the stars everywhere because we have faith in God. Yeah, mine... My seven says that, um, so the true children of Abraham have the same faith as their father. Sure. Which I feel like 
all of these are like different, but so they highlight different things. Sure. Also, my Bible might not be the most accurate. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, You're the one who said that. Hmm? You're the one who said my Bibles. I, yep. Um, any other highlights? I have a highlight. Oh, I have a highlight on verse 17. Okay. Um, let me see where my highlights are. Well, just, you can keep looking. Why don't you just go ahead and share your 17? All right. What is, I mean, what I mean is this. The law, introduced 430 years later, does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. That's a long time. Yes, it is. Is that all you have to say about that? 430 years later? I mean, why did it take so long? Well, when did we get the law? During Moses's time. Yes, that's why it's considered Moses's law. Yeah. So we got the Ten Commandments and all the rest of those laws and rules that are all over the um, Deuteronomy and Numbers and all that. Um, that would make sense. And that was a long time later because Abraham had Isaac and Isaac had Jacob who got his name changed to Israel, which is why we have Israelites because they're the children of Israel. And then... It's weird to me because... I always heard of Israel and Israelites as like one thing. That's mm-hmm. the tribe of Israel. Israelites. Israel's like a country, right? But I didn't know there was someone named after it. It took me forever to realize that myself. So Really? Oh, yeah. I was... Makes me feel better. Yeah. You realized at a younger age than me. Um, well, I had the Bible <laughs> sooner than you. Well, that's... Eh. Anyway. Um, but then, yeah. then And then Jacob slash Israel had... 12 sons who are the 12 tribes of israel and one of those sons is joseph who went to egypt and saved everybody with the famine thing because god gave him messages or the ability to interpret the dreams yeah i like joseph. and then they were there for a long time to the point that pharaoh forgot all about him he was long gone and then the israelites became slaves and then there was the exodus with moses bringing them all out to the desert and then we get the law yeah, I like the Joseph story because that just shows how God works everything out for the better. Yep. I forgot. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, so you you were just you just thought it was a long time. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's an interesting one because it says um, the law, which didn't come for another like four hundred thirty years, it does not set aside the covenant that God made with Abraham. Like, God's promise to Abraham was that, you know, your children will be nations, right? You'll have tons of them. Yeah, um, when the law doesn't come for a very long time, like, what was sin before that? Like, who went, did anyone have to go to hell? Did they, were they given, like, a second chance in a different, I don't know, dimension-like thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Nobody really fully knows. Because he would not send them all to hell. God is a fair God. Like, he would have given them a... Sorry, but as far as, like, the hell goes and everything like that, what happened to people dying back then, we don't really know. We don't even really know what we do now when we die. There might be a change after Jesus died with the people that... uh, What happened in the Old Testament to the New Testament, we don't... There's all kinds of theories, but we don't really know. 
Yeah, okay. and another thing, like, Jesus came in the New Testament, so the Old Testament. I'm personally inclined to think that nobody goes to heaven or hell, at least now. We just go kind of sleep, basically. Yeah, like, we all wait, and then we get caught up in the clouds. Right, with, because there yeah. will be a new heaven and earth. So even if we did go to heaven, that's not our final spot, right? Everybody's like, oh, this is, our, you know, the final destination, quote-unquote. But it's... Um, but that's not accurate, probably, because the those will pass away and we'll have a new heavens and new earth, right? Mm. So I don't... There's a lot. I don't really know. But as far as sin goes, that was just going against God and not trusting God. That's always what sin is. The law isn't what... T- the law helped point it out easier because he's like, here, follow these instructions. Oh, you can't? Yeah, I know you can't. Is <laughs> basically it. But... And he does that so we know to go to him because for forgiveness. Need, well, because we and we know that we need him. We can't live perfectly. If we if we were perfect, why would we need God? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there was sin because sin is what got us kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Yep. And that was listening to somebody other than God. Yep. We listen to ourselves. We listen to the devils, demons, whatever. I listen to you. That's a good thing. You know what I mean, though. As instead of yeah. God. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yes, obey me. Huh? <laughs> obey me. Obey your parents, for this is right. <laughs> yeah, God tells us to do that. So, I mean, yeah. we're, we're allowed to listen to you guys. Uh, and again, if I were to tell you to do something that was sin... Don't do it. Then you don't listen to me. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. Do you have a highlight you want to share? My next highlight is 20. So, Galatians 20. Now, a meditator does not represent just one party alone, but God fulfilled it all by himself. It is, does it say meditator? How many T's are in your word? Meditator? Mediator. What verse is this? 20, 20. as she said multiple oh, I, times. I, sorry. It's just kind of confusing. Like So somebody who mediates confused. gets in the middle. Of, a, of like a fight or whatever, an argument. They're there to mediate, to make sure people are being fair and that things are resolved. Okay? Okay. So that's what a mediator is. Does that help you understand the verse? Um, not really. I don't okay. understand how it, it's like, how, how it's like represents one party alone, but like God fulfilled it all by himself. Like, does that just say God created everything, but the mediator represents party so what mine says and we'll go back a verse why then was the law given at all it was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come the law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator a mediator however implies more than one party like if you have a mediator it would suggest that there are two people at odds or two groups at odds right Yes. But God is one. He's not at odds. He's not. Hmm. It's funny. It's like at odds because God is an odd number because he's three and one or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's... I think that clears it up. Just think. Okay. Uh, Jade Fire, do you have another highlight? No. Okay. Ruby? Um, let's see. What else did I highlight? Um, Verse 24. Okay. 
Um, the law was our guardian until Christ came so that we would be saved by faith. How is the law a guardian? Because, like, the, the, if there was no law, there would be nothing to break, really. Like, break the law or whatever. So, I'm. it confuses me how it's like the law is a guardian when it, in a way, does the So, opposite. you're suggesting that law, the law causes us to sin? No. <laughs> That's hard. That's hard to explain. It's so been explained the, to me before, but it's hard to explain. Okay, here's the thing: the law um, is our guardian because it points out how to live. Like it told a lot of the things that it told us to do was for health reasons. Oh, that actually like already made you're sense. sick and everything like that. Go outside the camp for seven days until you're or whatever how many days it was. I don't even remember until you're clean, and then you can come back and offer the sacrifice because. It's not like they had a bunch of medicine and all that stuff. Go out there and be sick for a while so you don't get everybody else in the camp sick. That makes a lot <laughs> That's, of sense. A lot of the laws were like that. Not I, all of them. Some of them were just to show that they were different, right? That they weren't, they were special. Yeah. God set this group aside so we won't do some of the same things yeah. you guys are doing because we have God. Yeah, and then Christ came so that we would be saved by faith. Like, yes. So, yeah. so the law guarded us, but we did break it sometimes, so we needed something to save us. It's it's actually very similar to what's going on now. God tells us commands. Jesus gives us things we should do, right? He says things, right? Why? Because he wants to control us? No, because they're for our own good. <laughs> if he wanted to... It's to guard us. <laughs> if he wanted to control us, he... God is so powerful, he could do anything to make us controlled. Um... That reminds me of something that I learned. Um, did God give us a law to point out how bad we are? No, it's just to show how good he is. Pretty sure it goes something like that. All right. Do you have any more highlights, Ruby? Um, my next highlight, do I have any? Not really. Okay. So, yeah. No, I just really enjoyed this one because it talks a lot about how we are... Now it's faith now, not the law, right? Basically, it's just goodbye law. We don't have to, de- we don't, not chain to a lot of those things that were there anymore. That makes sense. That, that is just a really good chapter that describes a lot of that stuff, which we've already been kind of covering here and there with your guys' verses. Yeah, that's why I said it. Right, exactly, exactly. So, like, yeah, that's just basically it. Like, I just really, it's a very good chapter that kind of like breaks down a lot of that information. Sometimes a little confusingly because it uses, um, like word pictures and stuff and like using the word seed and things like that for descendants and whatever. you and me are the ones who like all the information. (laughs) All right. Galatians 4. Do you have any highlights in this one? Mm, No. Jade Fire, what's your soonest? Or what's your highlight? Those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate you from us, so that you may have zeal for them. What does ze- zealous mean? Zealous? Yeah. To, to have zeal? It's um to be super passionate for those things. Like, you will go to any lengths to um, uh, accomplish it. Uh, you remember... So one of the apostles was Simon the Zealot, because he was a zealot. He was zeal- zealous for things, for his mission. 
And in The Chosen, that mission, he was part of a secret group. Yeah. And they were willing to die for their mission, right? Yeah. Why? That would be to be zealous, like willing to go that far. Did they know all the law, or did they just jump in and say that was their mission to kill people they interpreted, for Christ? They interpreted the, the texts one way, and that's what they were doing. Just like we have today. There's a lot of denominations of churches, right? A lot of people say, well, you're supposed to do it this way. You're supposed to do it this way. There's so many different... And everybody's reading the same Bible. Yeah, it just depends on how you interpret it, really. Kind yeah, of... To a degree, yes. Well, I mean, you... the reason there's so many different ones is because of how you interpret it. Yes. That's the only, I... That's the only highlight I have. Okay. Alright, let's see. Um... Verse 2. For until the time appointed by the father, the child is under the domestic the domestic, domestic supervision of the guardians of the estate. That just confuses me. Like, how? what does it mean until the time appointed by the father? Okay, so the first verse helps with this. Uh, what I'm saying is that as long as an heir... The person who's supposed to, like, for, like, a king, the heir would be the prince, right? Because they would be king eventually. Yeah. Uh, so long as that heir is under age, so not old enough to take the throne or whatever they're supposed to be taking over, he is no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate. Like, he may own it all, but he's really no different than a slave because he doesn't actually own it yet. He is still working and serving. Just kind of, like, basically like children, right? You're kind of, you're, if you were to take over this house... It's yours. Let's say, like, let's say you're going to inherit it from me and your mother. Well, that's what you I are am. still a, like a slave, as in that you still work here, you clean it, all that stuff, right? You are not in charge of anything. No, that's true. That's what that means, okay? So then, the second verse: the heir is subject to guardians and trustees. So, like, let's say we died, but you're still underage, right? You have to have somebody who is old enough to take care of you and guard you. That will that we've trusted to do so until you come of age to take it what belongs to you that makes sense okay what if that guardian dies and there's like no one else theoretically they would have left somebody else in place as well but there's like there's almost always going to be someone unless like you don't if unless you're like it really depends on the culture the country the laws and especially for us we've got like so many people that would jump in to take care of us if you get if something happened to you guys so if you guys were gone and the oldest turn became of age that he or she would have to take care of everyone not necessarily okay that's it in that culture probably but in this culture it's a little bit different we have certain laws and whatnot that I can be like, oh, anybody that's underage, you're going to be under this certain person's care. Anyway, um, yeah. you have more highlights, Ruby. Um, let me see. Um, verse 11. It says, I'm so alarmed about you that I'm beginning to wonder if my labor in ministry among you was a waste of time. Um, what does that mean? Like, I fear for you that somehow I've wasted my efforts on you. Does that mean like they're doing good or whatever? So he's he doesn't think they're doing good, so he thinks he's 
might be wasting his time. Well, you can just look back a little bit. So, like, nine. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. They're going back to the old ways. He's worried that they're... That is... Time there was wasted. I see, like when you're trying to get something out of a hard to reach spot, and it just remember this slips is this is still the same letter time. that we just went over the law oh, and yeah. faith, right? This is the same people he's writing to. Yeah, like <laughs> if you're trying to reach something and you've almost got it, and it's taking you like forever, and then it slips. <laughs> it's like how the it seems like how God's people are a lot, or us. Yes. He's like reaching. He's like, come to me, and they start coming, and then they take a U turn. <laughs> it's like, no, stop it. All right. Um, my next highlight. Let me check. Um, I think that's all. All right, moving on to Galatians five. Do you have any highlights in this one? I do. All right. This one is also another. All right, I bookmarked this too. Um, it's it's uh, uh, I bookmarked the full thing this time, so I don't know. Maybe it's just a section of it, but um, I do the like the theme of at least part of this one is that it's just that it is starting with verse one. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Because we can be slaves to ourselves, too. Like, when we just chase after everything we desire, then we're a slave to our own desires and being distracted, and those don't fulfill us. Um, and so, like, we have freedom. We have freedom to do what we want. We, we God has given us freedom to sin, even, really. Like, we have freedom to do, but then we're just slave to sin at that point. But we're not supposed to be indulging ourselves in everything, because that's just being a slave to ourselves, then. Really, we're really free, just, um... There are things we can't do, but I mean, like, God isn't physically stopping us. He's actually, like, he could just let us go into sin if he wanted, but he's here. He's He wants us to go to him, but he's not forcing anything. Yeah. We're very free, but yeah. we can, but it's choice. Yeah, another um, verse to help highlight that concept is 13. Uh, Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. So we are free, and yet we're being called to serve, right? Which doesn't sound necessarily free, but we're not supposed to be indulging our flesh. And what is indulging our flesh? Does that mean, like, having sex? <laughs> that would be a way of indulging your flesh. Sure. If... If you were just chasing that. But it's anything that we want. It's, you can indulge your flesh by overeating. By being addicted to video games or drugs. Or um, watching too much TV. I mean, those are just like, oh, because I want to. It, anything that's just your desires that has nothing to do with God, that's that's your flesh, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, do you have anything you want to share, either of you? Jade Fire, uh, Ruby? I will be looking for a minute, so if Jade Fire has anything... Where to go? Uh, um, I really like the a little bit of yeast can a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Which verse? Nine. Thank you. Ah, you know what that means. 
like um i think we've actually covered it in some other um episodes i think we've run into that phrase before maybe yeah it's definitely possible but do you know what it means not exactly but i get like that it kind i at least know it partially means that uh like a little bit of evil can lead to like an entire construction corruption or a little bit of good either one i'm not sure yeah Nope. Uh, like it, one it means, bad apple in the bunch. Yep. Uh, throwing in something bad and misleading can corrupt the whole batch. Um, so, like, if you're letting people that are claiming to follow Christ and are doing awful things or leading people astray, then it will harm the entire group, right? And could then spread to other people, too. Yeah. But, like, like I would think it depends on your faith level. Like, if someone in the church was I don't level know. seven you said faith level it was just funny okay um <laughs> like if someone in the church was like and when i say church i mean like the church you go to was not believing and trying to get people to turn away they might get some people but they wouldn't disrupt the whole church necessarily like the whole church might know about it so i guess like disrupt it as in like i don't know um, make it think about that or whatever. But, like, I would think if you know what's true, and even if they weren't, like, if they just came in saying that Jesus wasn't the Messiah or something, like, that wouldn't matter because we'd all know or something. Like, it depends on what you know. Okay. <laughs> um, Did I make any sense? I think so. Um, but, like... <laughs> It's still, like, you have to be very careful about, like, you should, because even if it doesn't mislead, the one person can't mislead everybody. If it misleads other people, that will easily mislead some other people that might trust those people more, right? And yes, you should be just trusting God and what his word says and going back to it and double checking and that will help. But you should also be, like, not letting those people stick around because they're going to, especially since if you let them and know about it as leaders of any kind of group, right? If a leader lets somebody do something and all the other people that are under that leader see that and see that nothing bad happens when they do the things that they're doing, they're going to be like, oh, well, maybe they approve of this. Maybe it's okay that we do this too. That's why we have like punishments and crimes and stuff like too, right? It's like if we just let people steal and nothing ever happened, more and more people would probably be stealing. Not everybody, but more people would. If they go every Sunday and say it, it's going to start getting in your mind. Yeah, that too. Playing tricks on you. I'm like, you might start to fumble or whatever. Yep. So, yeah. It can work right through the whole batch. <laughs> it's dangerous. Especially in the young church. If they are still pretty young, which seems like maybe they might be a little bit. Especially since, you know, this is kind of the beginning. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, did you have a highlight you wanted to share, Ruby? Um, yes. Well, it jumps all the way to 24, so. Unacceptable. No, go ahead. Um, keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus Christ have already experienced crucifixion for everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with the Messiah. I just wanted to point that out because, um, like, I don't know, like, how it says we were crucified before we became 
Christians, like, and how it's like, keep in mind that we who belong to Christ have already experienced crucifixion. Um, I also wanted to ask, like, what it meant by how we already experienced crucifixion. Um, there's some things in there that concern me, but uh, yeah. basically, those you who can read your version. Yep, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Because we're turning to Christ, so we're sacrificing, killing our desires. We're trying to anyway. We still fall back into it, right? But the idea is that we have crucified that so we can be born again. That makes sense. Yeah. We've, we certainly did not undergo the same type of crucifixion that Christ did. Okay, that makes I would say. Uh, because yeah, we definitely didn't do he was completely same. separated from God for a moment to take those that final punishment and that us, we, we just, deserve. We just get rid of our humanly desires. We don't completely separate from God, get rid of them, and then come back. Now, if we don't accept Christ and believe in him, when we do pass off this world, I believe then you will get to experience the kind of anguish that Jesus got to feel for a little while while up on the cross. Because you will be permanently separated from God. And while people think that's what they want sometimes, because they don't want God, they don't want him in his life, they don't want somebody telling them what to do, because everybody goes through that phase of, I don't want people telling me what to do, I have control over my own life, which you really don't. Um, I mean, you kind of do, but then you just make it suck. Um, Maybe good for a little bit, but not permanently. Yeah, like, each of our lives is almost like our solar system and the entire galaxy just a little speck in like it all and um like our lives are so short especially to god even though years might feel like they take forever but they're so short compared to um god or whatever that oh um and then like you will realize that when you live for ever with like in eternity with god or if you don't believe in hell yeah yeah um and we don't want that eternal separation because like nobody actually knows what it's like to be separate from god and it will be anguish um but in that regards to the crucifying the flesh uh, another verse i highlighted was 17 um for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. So you're not supposed to just do what you want because then you're following the flesh, right? And the flesh and the spirit, they're against each other. That's why we have to crucify that flesh. That's why we have to kill it. Yes. Kill those desires because just doing what we want, not so good. No indulgence. Um, did you have anything you wanted to, more to share, uh, j In chapter 5? Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, Ruby? Um, that was my last highlight. Okay. Um, so the only other couple things I wanted to say is, uh, in verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. We are no longer under the law if we're being led by the Spirit. So another just reaffirming that that's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just a good thing to remember with all the different denominations and stuff like we were just talking about, like people have some debates and arguments and I think 15 kind of helps just explain, like talk to that a little bit, not explain it, talk to it and how we don't want to fall into the trap because it says if you bite and devour each other, watch out 
or you will be destroyed by each other. Yeah. So if we're constantly arguing and tearing each other apart because of our little areas of differences of belief, you're gonna it's just gonna cause so much more pain and difficulty. Yeah. Something I wanted to say about all the different types of Christians or whatever. I think many of them, there's not just one that is okay. I think many of them are actually okay. But, like, some might do extra. Like, they might think also good works. But if they think only good works will get them into heaven, they won't. But if every, like, if they just believe, like, the base is, like, Christ and whatnot. And, like, how he died and stuff. And if they, like, follow the commandments or... You know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. no one can follow them completely. But, like, if they just do that, they're still just going to heaven. It doesn't matter what be- other beliefs you might have. John 3.16. What does it say we have to do to get to heaven? Um, I don't... For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that so whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's That's the key. That's it. Believe in Jesus and that he saved you. I like how you say that's the key, because in Awana, that's the key verse. Right. It is the key verse. It's the question. That, that sums up verse. the gospel. <laughs> that's the good news. That's not all you need, though. You, sh- you should read the rest. Oh, you should read the rest. But that is what we need to be saved. Yeah. To believe in Jesus and his sacrifice for us. There's a lot more that we need to grow in, all that stuff. And if we don't, we could easily be pulled away. Mm-hmm. But you need... that is That is what we need to do. Um, and I also just saw this in the midst of my highlights. It's not actually something I highlighted, but it's just a good verse because of what we were talking about with the two commandments and everything Mm -hmm. for the entire law, the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. (laughs) That's all you got to do. Love Jesus and follow him slash love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. Sounds really simple. I mean, it is really simple. It's just not easy. Yeah, it's easier said than done. Correct. Exactly. Easier said than done. Galatians 6. Go ahead, Jadefire. Um, um, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin... You who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. What verse? Uh, Verse 1. Yes, sir. (laughs) That is actually a pretty good verse, especially for someone like me. Yeah, uh, I think there's a couple key points here for you. What do you think they are? Uh... If someone is caught in sin, you should live by the Spirit, by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourself, like, mainly the last sentence. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted? Yes. Because you think, you think when you see other people doing things they're not supposed to, instead of correcting them, you decide to just join in. Sometimes I correct when I'm... And that's the other one I want you to look at. You do... But do you do it by the Spirit, and do you do it gently? Those are the two key things you need to remember. And I think we found your application. (laughs) But yes, it's a very good verse. That and that. 
Um, I mean, I struggle with the gently restoring people, too. So, I mean, like, I get it. You probably learned some of that from me, honestly. I would say you used I think I still slip. Well, yeah, but when you say struggle, it sounds like it's always a struggle. But no, it's more like you used to. Jadefire, have you seen me visibly struggle with being gentle? Let's think about when you were down the burrow and I was talking to you about laundry. Yeah, you st- I mean, yes, you struggle. Yeah, I do. It depends on who I'm dealing with. Yeah, I mean, like, you can struggle sometimes, but w- the way you said it, it sounded like you struggle all the time, and not oh. even with him you struggle all the time. Sure, 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 sure. And you've especially gotten much better. I, I appreciate that that's noticeable. That means I'm growing. <laughs> You've changed a lot. Have I? I mean, yes. I know I've changed a lot since before you guys, like, like when you were little and before you were born, so you wouldn't even know about that change. So I was like, all right, well, good. I'm glad. I tried. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Right. Um, Jade did you have any other more highlights for Galatians? Let me see. Ooh, yes, I do. Sweet. Verse 9. Ooh, I have that one too. Yeah, me too. It's a, a good one. Apparently. I have, a, I have a good one and a goofy one on the same verse. Okay. I'll start with the good one. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at, we, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. My highlight for that is never give up. The my goofy highlight. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna <laughs> let you Rick down. Rick rolling us. I see <laughs> yeah, when I highlighted it, I highlighted nine and ten. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna overachiever. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna read ten. Um, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. Um, I have a little note by that. I said I should work on that. I am mm. not always the best. In- I think you and I both, for sure, struggle in getting weary to do things for other people. Yeah. Um, it's not our strong. We're not super gifted in that area. I am. We 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 are better at like taking care of people, teaching them things like that, but to help them with things. <laughs> and do extra work it's not what we like to do we mm. we do get weary in doing those things and we need to maybe not so much <laughs> I don't know about you but sometimes I try to get out of helping other people yeah. I'm not sure if I do it as much now but I definitely still do it Yeah. you and I have a very similar personality I, I think yep Yes, you two do. <sighs> Meanwhile, Ruby is the old man's, or Ruby is the mini old man. <laughs> the thing with Jadefire is he might not necessarily get weary, necessarily, just distracted. <laughs> That's okay. That's very fair. Yes, I get very distracted. Alright. Um, I also highlight just a couple verses above that in six 
nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. I highlighted, I highlighted that verse too. Ah, cool. Matching all over the place. Um, so, yes, we should... Um, we like getting our instruction, don't we? We like to know what's going on and how things are supposed to work. Yes. And we should share all those good things that we're learning from it and what we'll accomplish with it with our instructor, the one that's instructing us. Yes. Um, yeah, all right. Um, those are my highlights. I highlighted 17. Okay. From now on, let no one cause me to suffer further, for I am carrying the very scars of our Lord Jesus in my body. Does that mean, like, by this point, has he gotten beaten or whatever for, like, teaching about God? Does that oh, mean, like, he's carrying the scars? I am sure he's been persecuted by this point. Yes. Um, now, mine specifically says, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. That makes um, sense. That could be scarring, like, or just, you know, being wounded or whatever from being stoned and all that kind of fun stuff, which he was, oh, you know. Yeah, I forgot. But the, one who got the marks of Jesus could just be the changed life that he's showing, too. Oh, Paul didn't change his life. I don't know the yeah, roots of these words, so I don't know what marks means in this. So it could be what yours says about, like, damage, scars, right? Like, it could be wounds. But it could also just be just the marks of a changed person. Yes, I agree with that. Okay. Um, that's my last highlight for the chapter, Jade Fire. Um, I have one last uh, highlight at the very end of the chapter. Okay. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. Alright, and then we go into Ephesians, and I like Ephesians. So, so you're actually going to have highlights. I had highlights. Well, you guys are just talking I only about. think I had one or two chapters where I didn't have anything so far. So far. Like, These two chapters, you just got Alright, so Ephesians chapter 1. Um... Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 was a short chapter, and I don't have any highlights in the phone or the book. Okay. It's 23 verses. You've gotten highlights in them. Shorter chapters. Uh, let's see. Hold finished? on. Let's not talk about that right now. Thank you. All right. So my highlights specifically touch on predestination stuff, which goes into the whole chosen... Uh, whether we're chosen by God, if we have free will, that kind of stuff. There's so much that's arguable in the church. It's <laughs> just like, I'm done. Um, this, I think, I think at least one of these is mostly just the highlight that predestined is definitely a thing in the Bible. Like, that term. Because some people are like, well, you don't believe in predestination. It's like, no, I do. Because it's in there. I memorized a verse in X4 that says to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined yep. to take place. And do you know what predestined means? I knew it at one point. It's like um, past, basically. Well, no. Um, almost like, I guess, telling the future, like predestined. Right. Do you know what destined means? Yes. What does destined mean? 
I know what it means, but I don't know how to describe it. How about you just describe it? You know what destiny means? Yes. Can you describe destiny? That's little. It is your destiny. Yeah, like, that's, like, I don't really believe too much in, like, that's your destiny for, like, human beings, I guess, but for, like, God, like, if that's his destiny. It's kind of weird. But, um, like, somebody might say I'm destined to be, like, a nurse or something. Hmm. Gotcha. Like, yep. destiny. Yep. And the predestiny, or predestination, or predestined, means that it was done beforehand. Like, you were destined to go do that before you even knew about it, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, like, if we already booked a college and paid for it and um, kept teaching you all about things to be a nurse right from when you were like two or something right like we already predestined for that for you and you have theoretically no choice but you do actually have a choice um yeah you can do whatever you want you <laughs> tell me like... to go to college when I'm young but then when I move right, nothing right, that right. you can do so like yeah it was already like Destined prior to anybody showing up, right? So predestined. And so, yeah, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So, like, it was before even the world was created. This was all we were chosen to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. So he already got it all planned out. He was going to have Jesus come, save us, so we could all be holy and blameless, right? Yep. And and we all get to be if we choose to follow Jesus and believe him. And that's that's the trick there. Like Some are like, well, no, just some people were predestined for that. And I'm like, well, you're right. But though some people are the ones that choose to believe in Jesus, that's where I differ in opinions with some people. Mm. Um, um, and then verse 11 through 14 gets more into it and even uses the word chosen, which causes some debate. But it's like, in him we are, were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. We were marked. But yeah, marked. Like, remember, Paul had the marks of Jesus. Mm. And this mentions who, um, when you believed, you were marked in him. So that's why I would think that mark might mean something different than the scarring. I see. Yeah, that would make sense. Things like that. I could be wrong, but... The Bible can be really weird sometimes. But I doubt it says, when you believed, you were scarred in him with a seal. Yours might say it. I don't know. But mine... Which verse is this? Uh, 13? 13. And because of him, when you who are not Jews, um, who are not Jews is in slanted, heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. 
Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised marked. Holy Spirit. And stamped, marked. That's where that one is. All right. Cool, cool. All right. And those were my highlights. So I'll get off my soapbox now. What? I'll get off my soapbox. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> um, what's my highlight? Let's see. Oh, 17. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. Um, I'm confused. What, what does it mean, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of spirit? Spirit and wisdom. Does that mean like he's praying that they get spirit and wisdom or whatever? Well, the spirit of wisdom. What does that mean? Well, his spirit will bring with it like wisdom and knowledge and all that stuff. Oh, right? oh, that makes sense. And revelation, spirit of wisdom and revelation. But yes, uh, mine doesn't really say praying, but it's the same idea. I keep asking that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So he, he is asking for that wisdom and revelation to be put upon them, the Ephesians. Oh, I see. Okay. I just had a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Funny Are stuff. you guys talking about verse 17? Yeah, we were still on 17. Then that's all my eyes for right. the chapter. May I add something on 17? You can think about it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um... You explain exactly what revelation means, or yeah, revelation to have something revealed to you. Just like I said, I just had a revelation. It was revealed to <gasps> me. God reveals information. Oh, I get it. The book of Revelation <laughs> is a dream about how things are going to wrap up. Oh, because yep. God is revealing all that information to the oh. person who wrote Revelation. Okay, that makes, okay. It's not necessarily the clearest revelation to us because we're not really supposed to know exactly what's going on at that point. All right, um, all right. Ephesians two, and I think this will be our last chapter because it's been going on a little bit, and we have other things to be getting done this evening. And people are home. <laughs> and people are noisy. Um, um, I don't have any highlights in this chapter. You. Slacker. <laughs> um, Any highlights I want to point out? Jade Fire, what do you got? All right. Just Can let I him just... take it. You have nothing. <laughs> all righty. Like um. All of us. Uh. All. God. Which verse? Oh, verse three. Yeah, just three. All of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were um, by nature's, or nature deserving of wrath. And what does that mean exactly? That they were chasing after their fleshly desires and they deserve God's wrath because they were, because the flesh is against the spirit. If you go to the beginnings of it, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world 
and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, which is a reference to like uh, Lucifer and stuff. Um, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So not the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the kingdom of air is at work in those who are disobedient. If you're being disobedient, the devil's working in you. Mm. You're giving him a foothold. All of us, and then it says, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were, by nature, deserving wrath. Yep. Um, and then I have a highlight, or I have something in verse 4. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, and... I just love that God is, like, rich in mercy for everyone, even though um, we don't deserve it, and I guess that is actually the definition of mercy, so... Yeah, and you also, that's only part of the thought, but because of his great, because this is, we're deserving wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive, so we're no longer dead in flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. With Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Yeah. I've heard that verse a lot before. And so then I have verses 8 through 10 and 11 through 16. I mean, I know it's all they're all kind of together, but... That's a lot. So, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Predestined. Um, so this is showing us that it's not, uh, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. It is not from ourselves, we didn't save ourselves, right? It is a gift from God. And this is another, like, sticking point then, because we can't do it, so then it's not us believing in God, because that's something we can do, right? But I argue that believing in God is just accepting that gift, because it's a gift, and gifts are accepted, are they not? Yeah, you can't really believe in God without accepting his gift, that is the gift, yeah. Because when we give gifts, do we just chuck them at somebody and then they get them? No. No. Not generally. Jade Fire might sometimes, but generally it's not what we do. Not? <laughs> How? Why? It just seems like your style. I don't know. And then, it, since for the viewers who, or the for the listeners that can't see this, I am glaring at the old man. Eleven through sixteen. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember. That at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel. So no, no citizen for you, you're separated from them. And foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you, were, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. Set those aside. 
His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. Were the Gentiles right now still called, like, were they still Gentiles or were they like part of the Jews by this point? They were still called Gentiles, but we're all called Christians or the church now. So, like, they weren't really Jews or Gentiles anymore. They were basically just Christians in the church. That was a silly thing to be um, separating ourselves by anymore because we're Christians for the church. We're all one, brothers and sisters. Okay. Now, it suggests here that we were all separated. We weren't part of it. We were without God because we were Gentiles uncircumcised, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're not. He called us. He got us in there with Jesus' sacrifice. So did he change his mind? Did he just feel like the Israelites weren't living up to snuff? So he's like, well, we'll bring in some more people. No. Well, why is it changed? Why is it different? Or is it different? I don't think it's different. Why not? Because some might have, like, quit. Or maybe, like, it that it doesn't talk about. And then he just, like, called in more to replace them. Interesting thought. Do you have any thoughts, Ruby? God wanted everyone to be saved, um, not just the set-aside people. It's not because some left or anything. It was everyone he wanted to be saved. So what happened to anybody who was born before Jesus, like, born and died before Jesus showed up? Um, I used to think that they just went straight to hell, but now I think that they're, everybody's in the holding place. Yeah, but what about, I'm asking specifically about Gentiles, non-Israelites. Go ahead, Ruby. Um, it sounds like they, it doesn't matter if they were Jews or not. In a way, I feel like the Jews might even have it, have had it a little harder or whatever. Well, the Gentiles, like, everyone has a conscience, like the Holy Spirit inside of them. To tell them, like, they know it's wrong to kill somebody. It's like, it's if it's not, even though they didn't have a law, they still knew what, like, is wrong and right. So I still believe that they were, like, um, they were kept to be judged. Like, they had about the same, like, the Jews. Unless some of the Jews had to go to hell or something. If they did that before, then the Gentiles would have just been held or something. It's an interesting thought. Um, so I don't necessarily, I don't think I agree with that. Um, but my, what I what I was kind of circula- circling around was that there are definitely those that were not born into the Israelites and Jews that share in the inheritance of the Israelites. We have some very specific examples with Rahab at the wall of Jericho. Um, you guys remember the story of the wall of Jericho? Mm-hmm. And the walls came tumbling down to the ground. Um, before they walked around the walls and the walls came tumbling down, what happened? What did Joshua do? Um, was Joshua the one who led them around the walls? Mm-hmm. He took over from Moses because Moses didn't get to go to the promised land. Yeah, didn't he send some people in? He did. He sent spies, yeah. But the spies had to get out of the city, but they couldn't use the gate or anything. So they went to actually a prostitute who 
they said like if they if she hung like a red flag or something out her window, they wouldn't attack her house because she helped them escape. She hid them in a basket. Yep. And this prostitute that was not a member of the Israelites joined the Israelites. She even married into them. There's some debate on this, but she's possibly um, like the grandmother, great-grandmother of King David, and she's listed in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Um, if it's the same Rahab. But uh, either way, she is talked about in, by, in one of Paul's letters. I think Paul's letters. But anyway, in the New Testament as having been credited as righteous for doing that and believing in their God to save her and them. And then in before that, in Exodus, we have the example of, it says, when they left Egypt, some Egyptians went with them. They, they did? Yeah. And there's even laws written in later that says, hey, if any foreigner comes to stay with you and follows your customs and believes like does everything that you guys are doing they're going to be part of you then otherwise they have to eventually leave yeah like um didn't they even didn't they even be, say like you have to be circumcised and then you can come in or whatever and like be apart like so they were already having gentiles and jews then they were it was always a thing that god had planned Mm-hmm. He was doing it even back then. He had rules for it. He allowed it to happen. Um, and he, yeah, he designed it that way all along. Now, did you have to join the Israelites to be under God? I don't know. Um, is it possible that there were places that never heard of them or never got around to them or got the word? Possibly. Didn't they have some other option? Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. But there was definitely at least the opportunity to join the Israels. Most people didn't, but they could. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it say somewhere in the Bible that everyone will get a chance to hear God's word at some point? Well, it does mention that just... The... Whether it's in the holding place. Or yeah, not. something... Well, I don't know if there's a, such a thing as a holding place, but... Um, well, it's an idea. Yeah, but uh, there is the idea that yeah, everybody knows that God exists. The very creation of the world speaks to God's existence. You just have to look around and be like, wait a second. None of this makes any sense without somebody having created it. Yeah. Now, they like some people try to attribute to like multiple gods or whatever, but there's only the one. And even logically, mm-hmm. if you go through it, it only makes sense that there would be one because multiple gods have all the same kind of drama that people do. Yeah. So they can't be really gods, can they? No. Because they're just people with powers, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah people with powers who don't know how to use them rationally yeah. like um in a story or something a water god got upset at someone and so like they caused their ship to wreck on an island or something god would never yeah. lose his temper like that he might show some aggressiveness and like punishment and stuff and like anger because he has a right to be angry with all of us, mm-hmm. but he never loses his temper. Correct. Kind of like, um, no, not Noah. Um, Jonah! They always get mixed up in my head. They both involve water, they kind of rhyme, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah, kind of like, God was mad at him, so he sent a storm that was starting, starting, not did, to sink the ship. 
or like make it crash on an island. Um, and then um, Jonah is like, and then like they pull straws or whatever, and then Jonah gets thrown in, and yeah, the storm stops. All right. Did they actually used to pull straws back then? Well, I don't know if it was straws, but there's no. cast well, lots. Well, like, yeah, cast lots. Like, because God could, like, manipulate, not manipulate, but, like, choose who gets what, like. It was basically a way of, like, luck. here, God, yeah. you're, you're choosing. Yes. Yep. They left room for him to work. Mm-hmm. Is it okay for my next highlight? I thought you were done. No, I have more highlights. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I was getting ready to wrap things up. <laughs> I have like three more highlights. Alright. 16. And in one body to reconcile well, both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. Um, Mainly the cross... God threw the cross because I'm I'm guessing God used the cross and Jesus who went on the cross. I'm assuming that's what it's talking about. Jesus on the cross. Um. Yeah, he used good. Yeah. Okay. And let's see. What else do I have? Verse 18. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Isn't there th- isn't it three spirits? No. The Father, the Son, and the no. Holy Spirit? No, there's just the Holy Spirit. You just Holy said it right spirit. there. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's Jesus in there. <laughs> Holy Spirit. And it was through Jesus that we have access to the <laughs> Father because of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's uh, all connected. Got it. And let's see what else I have. So I've done 16 and 18, and then I have 20. Okay. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. I did not know that cornerstones meant to be the needed stone. Yeah. In a brick house or something, um, in a brick house and things, if you lose, like, any brick, not any brick, but, like, the bricks in the wall or anything, that's fine. But the cornerstone is is the thing that keeps it, is the thing that keeps it level and, like, if you lose that, the whole thing crashes down. It's, like, in the corner that holds it all together. I think it's also what kind of lines everything up to like you start there and you go out from there so mm-hmm. jesus is the cornerstone and then the apostles and the prophets line up the rest and then we can build up with everybody else maybe yep. the, maybe the walls didn't have a cornerstone and the, like they had like half a cornerstone because the walls like the cornerstone was a little worn down and then the music and everything like shook it too much <laughs> what are you talking about walls of jericho Oh, the walls of Jericho. You just said the walls. I was like... Yeah, I couldn't remember if there were... I couldn't remember Jerusalem, Jericho, or I couldn't remember what Who knows? Who knows what that was all about? Anyway, application. Okay. Who knows what that was all about? God was... Well, I mean, like, how they... What was my application? I'm trying to find the verse. What verse was it? 
Maybe this the first verse of a chapter in Galatians, I think. Okay, I'm gonna go through Galatians two and nope. I think I have it highlighted actually. Oh mm. Yep, I do. Alright. Application, I'll go first. What is it? Uh Galatians six, verse one. Mm. Brothers and sisters, so in this application, um, for brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you, sh you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. I don't really, like, stop people from doing wrong gently, unless if I don't know them. If I don't know them, I'll still try them to have them obey the rules, but I don't, like, obey the rules or else. Um, and then, but watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. I need to stop being tempted by stuff. That is my application. It's and how are one. you going to stop being tempted and be gentle? By probably reading the Bible more often. And praying when and you feel you, tempted. Yes. Or when somebody's doing something wrong. Yes, I've actually been praying a lot more than I used to. And not reacting. So, like... When you see somebody doing something wrong, you tend to just react, which is why you just go angry and stuff. And because of that, you should choose not to react and go somewhere else to calm down. Or just choose not to react right away so you can think about it for like at least half a minute and then address the problem. And during your thinking, think if it's a problem for you to address or for a parent to address. Usually parents... Um know how to deal with problems more because they um not even just know how sometimes they just have the authority yes um i know because i used to help watch kids during our missional community or used to be the one watching the kids and it didn't never went too well and then the old man watched them one time and it went very much more smooth <laughs> having a parent there makes it very much better yeah, like, we were playing a game with the old man once, and then he left, and everybody just started arguing. And I'm not excluding myself. I was arguing as well. All right. Ruby, application? Um, the verse in that chapter as, you know, the verse Chapter 6, me verse 9? Yeah, the one you and me were talking and about. Let us not become wary. Yes. Yeah, that's mine, too. To, um, help. That's why. <laughs> um, to help out more with not just things I want to help with. Like, if I'm like, oh, I'm okay with helping with this. I don't want to help with that. Like, to be more helpful, especially to other people. And I think a good tactic for maybe both of us would be to pray on it when it's brought up. Because sometimes we're not supposed to say yes to certain things, right? Because for somebody else to do, okay? But we rely on that too much. We need to pray, and so we can get God's guidance. Is this something we are supposed to put our energy and time into? And because if we just keep trying to do it, we're going to become it can't hurt. Right, but if we're just doing it because we think it's the right thing to do, we're going to become more weary and not want to do it, and our heart won't be in it. So I think getting God's guidance on whether we should. But anyway, it's um, where was I? Um, but we we want God. Oh, we've been reading through um like. We just, well, we're in Second Kings now for Sozo, but we've been reading through, like, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings. And so, like, David, he did this all the time. He's like, I mean, it was for, like, 
quote-unquote bigger things like war and stuff he's like hey should i go fight these guys god yes okay i'm gonna go do it. no oh not yet okay yeah definitely too much war can be a bad thing well, he's just but my, my point is that he sought god's will on these things on these decisions and we can do that too and i think that's what we need to work on yes yeah yeah and, if he, that, and be ready less war could be better but this more helping could be better like you should do it if you're not sure basically but if you were sure it's a bad or like if someone needs to do it because they are behind on something and that's what they were told to do by parents and like they were told not to be able to have help um then it would be something that you wouldn't help with but if it's just like folding laundry just because you were asked to do it you can go help with that that's a good thing to do um yeah when parents say do something pretty much you just have to do it i don't really have much of a choice but um with with when it's just to, to be helpful or whatever when you can be sure you just need to be listening to gods and like understand your how he might how he communicates to you maybe you hear a voice maybe you feel it in your heart when after praying whatever it is like in that general area maybe not right in your heart but you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but just so i know like with your mom she feels just a sense of peace when she has made like when she makes a decision and knows that god is like that's what we're supposed to be doing Mm. there's just a piece that goes with it so that's what we can those kind of things are what we should be looking for because we can be sure because god will talk to us Mm. in some form in his own unique way all right well jade fire you're closing us out in prayer this week all right dear god thank you for this time expend my um family and uh help the rest of the day go well and help all our listeners have a good day as well and everyone who is not even listening to this um please help this podcast get to people who do not know you at all and uh, amen amen amen